Welcome to The Goof Zone, a podcast about mental health and general silliness. This is episode three. This week, we're talking about forms of self-care that get us through bad days. Trigger warnings are isolation and self-harm, and later I get into some self-destructive approaches to self-help. But with all that in mind, it's a really good show, and I think you're going to enjoy it. This AV Club headline just got published and is uh, Chuck Palahunic. Hang on, I'm gonna pronounce it fine. You ready? You got this. I've got this. I don't know how to pronounce it to be honest. Chuck Palahunic. 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 I'm putting the, an emphasis on the H when the H isn't meant to have any emphasis whatsoever. I've been saying like Palahunic all these years, and I apologize. It's probably really offensive to someone. Um, but it's okay, he can fight me. He can take it. <laughs> Let's get that, because yeah, anyway. Uh, Chuck Palahunic, fucking hell. 
<laughs> I feel like this whole episode is just gonna be us trying to pronounce his last name, and it's gonna be the worst episode ever. <laughs> I really did have something to say. <laughs> sure, you did. Chuck. Mm-hmm. I can't talk. Yep. Anyway, the, the headline is just Chuck Palahniuk. Fight Club Ch- author. <laughs> Chuck P to include fan favorite character Chuck P in Fight Club 2. So, is that a book? Do you not know about the existence of Fight Club 2? No, I don't. So he's okay, writing so a book called Fight Club 2? There's an ongoing comic series called Fight Club 2. Oh, okay. It takes place 10 years after Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, I I don't I don't know. I don't know. Who who knows? I've no. I don't really. I don't really care about Fight Club that much. I, I enjoyed it at the time when I watched it. It was funny. I enjoy that but movie, but I don't need. I, I can't even around read that it. guy anymore. Mm-hmm. He's kind of gross. Yeah. And and I can't pronounce his name, so yeah. that's why I don't. I don't read any him. authors that I can't pronounce on the first go. <laughs> That's why I haven't finished Lolita. <laughs> That's why there are many reasons that Stephen King is good, but chief among them is that he can, he's got that, a very easy to pronounce name. That tight, short last name. <laughs> love it. Ben, Solid. Love it. That's Looking really <laughs> that's really xenophobic of us, isn't it? Yes. I don't want to. I don't want to look at this wanna. part of myself. I was being sarcastic. I, I we were all being sarcastic. Thanks. I've actually read like three or four of his books. Who uh, from Chuck Palahniuk? Chuck Palestine <laughs> shoes. Ch- from Chuck Selma Hayek. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck stays at the Hyatt. <laughs> the best part is this isn't even riffing on the actual pronunciation of his name. No, it's pretty bad. <laughs> this is probably really terrible. To- oh. we should, we- should we move on and host the podcast? I guess. If you insist. Mm-hmm. This, this is the Goof Zone. I am Jackson Tyler. Hi, Jackson. I'm Destiny Sturdivant. Oh, wow. Cool. I didn't, uh, I spent all this time not knowing. I was very confused. Yeah, we've been talking for years. I was like, I need to introduce her, but I can't remember her name. That feel when. Um. (laughs) Well, you know, I I picked up on that. Yeah. I have that feel when feels. We have the... <laughs> the feel when feels. Yeah, I have that feel when that feel when feels. So <laughs> I felt it. The 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 T in that feel when actually stands for that feel when. <laughs> <laughs> it's a recursive acronym. Classy. It's like something you learn in linguistics class. <laughs> recursive acronym. It's also my band. That feel when feel when. <laughs> <laughs> well. I guess. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Goof Zone, everybody. How's how's it going? We're just talking about Fight Club starring popular actor Edward Norton and, and that other guy. Other popular actor, Bradley <laughs> Pittis. That's his full name, right? <laughs> Bradus Pitt. Bradus Pittenstein. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like Edward Norton. He should be in more good things. I like That's him my... too. You know what I like? Uh, that death to Smoochie. 
I've never seen that. It was one of those movies the first time I saw it, I hated it. And then I watched it maybe mm, five years later and absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's a good time. I should see it because uh, do like me some Edward Norton. The 25th Hour is amazing. I need to finish that. That's when I have not finished. It was... I can't believe. I can't believe. How is that a movie that you don't finish? I think I was just sleepy. No, I did, like I was sleepy, and it was like twenty minutes in, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fall asleep, and then I never went back, and I need to I go just back. Couldn't look away. There was something mesmerizing about the way that movie was put together. It's the most mundane thing. It's beautiful. Yeah, the dissolve. Yeah. Uh, may it rest in peace. They may have it rest a, in peace. They have a good article about the 25th hour that I haven't read, but it was constantly going around Twitter today as a good example of why the dissolve shouldn't go away. They have multiple good articles about 25th hour. It was their movie of the week one time. Oh, nice. And so there's like a bunch of them. God, I want to stop this podcast to talk about how sad it is the dissolve is gone for a second. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna keep the website up a little longer so we can? read the archives like oh God, I how does so. that work i wonder i mean i assume that the real cost is uh paying the staff mm-hmm. so like, i th- i know that they had an, an investment partnership with they said pitchfork i think yeah uh, it- pitchfork so i th- i think like there is a real ethical responsibility to archive your articles especially if they're of any importance whatsoever like D- just deleting a, a body of work like that is harmful in ways that I think are just unfathomable. Keep I agree. And it's some of the best archives. films writing this side of the internet. The Dissolve was super inspiring to me as someone who enjoys film criticism or criticism of any kind in mm-hmm. that it was a sustainable website, or I thought it was at least, a sustainable website of that ran on criticism that wasn't like fueled by topicality. Yeah, exactly. It respected film as an art. Film of art. It was bad. I can't talk. It respected film as an art and it just had like, we are going to write articles about the 25th hour this week or I don't know. Oh, there were other really strange choices for their movie of the weeks, but it was great. They just talked about random movies. Yeah, it was pretty good. The new one. Chuck Hula Hoop. I'm not impressed with you. I'm not impressed with you in the slightest. But now they're gone, so that's great. No one can make money on the internet. Except John Etsy. <laughs> John <laughs> the founder of Etsy.com. John Etsy. And his wife Marilyn Pinterest. Yep. Marilyn Pinterest. <laughs> Damon Twitter. <laughs> Damon Twitter the Esquire. Damon Twitter the third Esquire. Yeah. How was your week, Destiny? My week. Um, so far, it's just been okay. Today was a bad day, but I don't, I don't want to go into it. Just with my up top, up top of bad days. Hey, yeah, well, my my living situation is stressful. And up top for bad living situation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, my house is not my home. Up top. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so today was kind of a grumpy day. It's like mm-hmm. trying not to cry at my desk kind of day. But, Did you take the recommended Holly Hunter Power Cry? No, I I should have, but I was afraid. Mm. I have really nice eye makeup on today, so I didn't want to mess oh, you that gotta, up. you got to stay on point. Yeah, Holly keep, Hunter didn't really wear eye makeup, did she? 
I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, I guess I could always it's reapply. time for me to go and watch broadcast news again. Oh, uh, I you know you don't have to have an excuse. Just any old time. It's a great movie. Any old time. Ah, uh, yeah. But and then uh, yeah, I don't know. Not much happened other than that. I've just been kind of trying to keep track of my weirdly busy schedule of balancing all my my podcast duties uh, mm-hmm. because I have multiple podcasts that I co-host. And I feel like overnight you went from having one podcast to six. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's list them. There's this one, Goofzone, Goofzone, headballsoff.com. Uh, then there's... Well, hopefully Goofzone.com after after this episode. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And maybe Goof.zone. We'll see if, if we can swing lucky, it. you're lucky, Matt. <laughs> uh, then there's Badland Girls, uh, BadlandGirls.com. I consider the Destiny Tournament flagship podcast. I co-host that with Rhea Dauhauer. Um, then there's Books for Crooks, which is my book club podcast with my partner and a couple of friends on the East Coast. Then there is Trash Spect Ratio with you and Kyle Turner and Matt once again. Mm-hmm. What am I forgetting? Is it just those four? Oh, and then there's no. a project in the works that I yeah. can't talk about yet. I can't like, talk about, but I that technically happens. announced it on Badland Girls. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, but that's okay. I, I admitted at the time that we were still texting about it, so it wasn't official, and it's still not quite official. Um, but it's a project with Kyle. And Someone should tell the senator that that's not going to hold up in court. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, I just... <laughs> Too many. We were texting. <laughs> it wasn't official. We were only texting. It's not. It doesn't count if you text it. It's no, not it in. It's not on paper. <laughs> it has to be on paper <laughs> or recorded. She, she told me it didn't count if we were texting. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. That's that's a not. That's a really bad situation to get yourself into. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. So yeah. Too many podcasts and a lot of reading. I need to balance. And I started art journaling. You did do that. That's been cool. Oh, How's it's that, been like, so fun. Has that been, like, helpful with stuff? Um, I like it because it gives me something to look forward to and something to do with my hands, which I don't have a lot of things to do with my hands that aren't typing or playing video games. So it's really nice to just be like, I'm going to mess with a marker or a paintbrush or, you know, do a collage. It's nice to do just, just nice to just make something like simple and be- and bright and colorful and i really like like that's the aspect of it that i really love so yeah i i think it's helpful i haven't really cool. been like putting my real feels in there i'm mostly focusing on the aesthetics right now because i'm <laughs> essentially waiting for payday so i can splurge on art supplies <laughs> cuz right now i just have um some markers watercolor crayons and uh, Crayola crayons, and of course my collage clippings. But I'm hoping to get some fancy scrapbook paper and some uh, stuff to help with the painting and more glue and it, fancy glue. I don't know. Uh, how is how's your week been though? Uh, <laughs> how's your week though? How's your week though? How is it? How's how's it going? Um, how has it been? How has it been? How's it been? 
uh, I don't know why I'm like slipping into like real the maximum stoner right now. Dude, but... dude, did you know like Taco Bell? Taco Bell, you know Taco <laughs> yeah. Bell. They're coming yeah. out with um a dessert with Captain Crunch in it. Oh God! Do you have Captain Crunch over there? Um, n- no. What is it? It's, it's cereal. cereal. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. just nasty cereal. <laughs> your oh, your American cereal is fucked up. Because we have laws against, like, food coloration, so all of our cereal is, like, brown and just looks like wheat or chocolate. Whereas, apparently, you just eat, like, fluorescent, multicolored cereal, future drugs to your children all the time. Yep. Uh, We are really into food coloring over here. uh, Like, colored food, like, dyed food... Um, to be made into like neon green or whatever that implies like chewy sweet to me that's the only things that have that over here oh that's interesting because like yeah we just let's let's breakfast oh oh i have to read this to you they're called captain crunch delights uh they're warm light pastries coated with fruity captain crunch and crunch berries and filled with creamy sweet icing and i will send you the website so you can look at how delicious they look let's play uh is it a kid's drink (laughs) description or a line from a phone sex (laughs) (laughs) captain crunch delights (laughs) (laughs) my week was fine um i played a bunch of metal gear then i sat around trying to write about metal gear how'd that Uh, go hmm it's gone all right uh I, the thing I wanted to talk about in terms of mental health stuff is I uh, have basically been playing and every half an hour stopping to write up my thoughts for the last half hour. And it's given me a lot of words I have about, at the moment, at time of recording, I have 12 completed posts ready to go up on a normal mapping. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's it's been really productive, but it's now that I'm starting to get into the third game, it's draining. I worry I'm repeating myself. It's making me feel like, like I, I feel like I shouldn't do it and it's stopping me enjoying what I'm doing and just like the act of playing a thing and Aww. yeah and that's a shame because so I'm on two minds like do I keep going do I keep writing these things because I don't want to leave it unfinished uh I've often left things unfinished and that makes me feel weird I feel like by finishing things I've proven to myself that I can do them even if they are a mistake in the first place um and or do I like let go, use what I like, put up what I have? I and... would maybe write one huge post when you're done for good about how like why you had to stop and incorporate some of the stuff you've observed. Mm-hmm. I might do that. We'll see. But no, because I have at the moment twelve posts and I'm only just starting the third game. So by the time like if I do keep going, I will have like twenty, at least twenty to thirty bits of writing uh as a diary series which is a lot it's a lot that's a lot of words about metal gear yeah uh, it is <laughs> i think i've done, i've counted the posts so far add up to 20,000 words that's amazing no i feel i feel really guilty about it on both what's know. the guilt strange. where is the guilt the gu- the guilt comes from this place of like one 
is this just bad? Is this writing bad? Have I been doing it purely to do it so I can have a, a lot of stuff? It feels dishonest. And I know that's just me taking myself down because I do that a lot. Um, but I, I worry that it doesn't count because it's impressive but worthless, you know? But, like, who's calling it worthless? No, me. Me. Oh. And, like, okay, so to what degree does it not count? Like, I don't... I guess I don't understand why it really matters whether or not it counts. Like, can it just... Or, like, it is what it is, right? Yeah, it is what it is. But I've like, that's the thing, is that I'm basically trying to find a way to to put a balance in the stuff that I make and write and my own life. Because I don't... Like, I have the Patreon up for it, but I don't really get paid for writing. Oh, but I mean, even as, like practice exercises wasn't that just a good way to keep your muscle your writer's muscle just to write for the sake of it, writing it, it was but at this point i'm now like i, I also want to be able to because I, I can't i feel like i can't stop because when i stop and just try to enjoy playing the thing i feel guilty for not producing oh well uh, so i'm like trapped like hating the fact that i'm producing all this work and then being unable to not do that and the thing is i also like i don't want to spend my writing time writing like long critical pieces in my head i'm like it's more valuable for me to play it quicker to talk about it on podcasts and then to write something creative that's what i want to do with my time if i think you should do what you want to do Mm -hmm. i need to find a way to do that because i do want to it's totally okay to leave it unfinished it's a good story for the podcast as as, uh we are now witnessing apparently uh i just like navigating my relationship with the work that i do Especially as someone who's unemployed. I think it's important to think about it, like, Mm -hmm. always, whether or not you're employed. Just anything you do, if it's deliberate, it's always good to kind of question it and poke at it, but try not to judge it. Yeah, I'm not, like, blaming myself. And there's good stuff in there. If if nothing else, it's going to be at least a complete log of my reaction to MGS2, and that's going to be a really good series of articles. And you never know, like, you might want to come back and finish it later. Nah, because it's specific. I can't do that because it's specifically like my moment to moment reactions. And here's what's happened now. Here's what I think might happen. It's like take take this journey with me and come and hear my reactions live and what I think is going to happen. And then I'm going to be surprised at the next thing. And then here's like okay, so yeah, time. It'd be different if I just if I just played the whole thing and then stopped and then wrote a big thing about it. I understand the stop and start nature of it that I feel weird about. But also I feel weird in that I just I, I don't want to spend all my time doing critical writing. I want to do more creative writing. I think you I, should just I need to find a way to Yeah, find your balance. Time. Because mm-hmm. yeah, if you feel like you're wasting your time with this, drop it and do the creative thing you want to do. Yep, I'd much rather write another script. Do a second draft of the one I've already finished. Yeah. Go so for I can it. Move on from it. Try to write some fiction thing. Like, that's what I want to do with my writing time. So we'll see how I settle on everything. I bet you can work it out. Ah, I'm sure I can, but that's this week's insecurity. Okay. This week's insecurity! That's really what we should call that segment, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but I like how was your week, though. I mean, it's already the name of a... Par- oh, well, I guess the though makes it uh less the name of another podcast, but still... Your week though, how was it? Your week though. Your week though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying your week though. 
<laughs> you know, like, you're weak, though. <laughs> you're weak, though. <laughs> well, I thought about the army. Dad said, son, you're fucking high. And I thought, yeah, there's a first for everything. So I took my old man's advice. Three sad semesters. It was only 15 grand. Spin in bed. I thought about the army. I dropped out and joined a band instead. Crew of annoyed I have to cover my tattoos for this wedding that I'm going to be in next month. What the fuck? I know. It's like What the fuck? I have two very small tattoos on each forearm and I don't think they're offensive and I don't I don't want to cover them up. I don't so want to. Who want, who cares? Like who's the, who is the, what is the link in this chain? Well, of, the photographer apparently just requested that we cover all tattoos. But 
that he he works for the person who hired him. Uh, yeah. You'd, so I I'm thinking that the bride's mom, my aunt, requested it, but is trying yeah, to make it sound like it's the photographer. That's what I'm thinking. But they cause... all know I have tattoos, so hiding them for Just the wedding do pictures don't make sense. And also, there's no way my cousin's gonna look at those wedding photos 20 years from now and go, she ruined my wedding day <laughs> with a Tom Robbins tattoo. You know, like when I think back. <laughs> 30 years ago in my life before I had this voice. <laughs> before I started swallowing glasses of nails. I look at this picture and I think, why? <laughs> why did Destiny have to show her tattoos? I mean, it's disgusting. Perfectly it's sensible. It's not becoming of a ceremony such as this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess we're still podcasting, right? Yeah. Yeah. We insisted. This is the second time we've recorded uh, this segment inside baseball there, and I still don't have the thing open, so I have to, again, alt-tab to it. It's okay. <laughs> I never have it open either. It's okay. Forgiveness. Self-care. Self-care. Radical acceptance. Forgive and I was about to forgive. read out what the topic was, and then your name showed up in the Google Doc, because we're both, like, scrabbling. <laughs> 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 work out what the this is, is a well-oiled on. machine. The Goof Zone runs like clockwork, and there are lots of tattoos. We actually, we we run like a broken clock. Yep, we're right twice a day. Yep. Hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, this month's topic is we are going to be talking about the ways we hold on to. Our sense of self and our self-esteem, or our sense of self and like keep going in moments of depression or low self-esteem or when we have any episodes like that. And that's what we're going to talk about. Hopefully it's going to be a super inspiring segment in this, the podcast. Yeah, we want to, you know, help people feel in control, make them feel good, inspire, maybe inspire each other or ourselves. Exactly. You know? I love inspiration. This is my inspirational voice. I'm so inspired right now. Good. It's Just my turn. bring in the strings and the piano. And... <laughs> the Devotchka song from Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, that note, that is an inside joke from another podcast. Yep, can't use it, but it's funny. It's very funny. But yeah, so... I'm thinking about this. We have a list. We have some lists. Yeah. Uh, what a, but... What's a good way of uh, holding on to yourself? In a world um, gone mad. In a world gone mad, uh, I go for walks. That's nice. It's the most simple thing, but like, I can't not go for a walk every single day. That's actually really nice. Uh, I'm actually reading a book about the meditative quality of walking and how important it is just to one's... Um, not necessarily even the mental state. It's more of a philosophy book. Mm-hmm. It's called, um, oh, can I think of it off the top of my head? It's about a name for a book. No. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's called The Philosophy of Walking by Frederick Gros. G-R-O-S. It's translated from the French. And yes. each chapter has uh, just an interesting look at like 
what our walking says about us. Everything from like mm -hmm. pilgrimages to just nature walks. It talks about all the nature walks that Nietzsche went on, like pretty oh, much his entire cool. adult life until his death, and talks about Thoreau and um you know, uh just interesting ways that like walking affects your thinking. Do, would you say yeah. walking affects your thinking? Like, De like you know? definitely. If I don't go for a walk every single day, um I'm completely like I can't function. Like I feel stir crazy by the evening or I guess by the night for me because I wake up at such strange times this <laughs> summer. Um but no, it's like integral to my daily process and that's why a lot of the times I'll say I'm going to do something to like I'll I'll tweet out I'm doing this today and then I won't have gotten anything done for two hours because I've I always go to town uh or walk around if I've gone to town I'll get a bus because it's uh far away but like I, I need to get out the house and that's what I do <laughs> um I struggle though with uh like doing it for no reason like, I every time I go out, every single day, I need to have something I'm going for. Like, I'm picking up milk because we need milk. Or I'm going to see a film because I want to see a film. Or I'm getting McDonald's because fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not one for the, the walking just for the sake of walking. You gotta have no, a purpose. It feels so strange to do it without purpose. And I'm, I'll hopefully get to the point where I can do it without purpose. But it feels it feels weird. That's my thing. I need, I need the purpose. I think that's something that would be worth practicing just because, you know, it, it might be... Because uh, uh, one thing I want to do to kind of be more authentic towards myself and more being more deliberate in my actions is to, like, not tie everything I do into productivity because, yeah. because I don't want productivity to, to measure my self-worth. So... Mm -hmm. um, Me too. I struggle with that a lot. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I know you struggle with that. So maybe, like, that'll be a part of your your work. Mm -hmm. We'll be just making it about, I'm walking because I want to. I'm hoping. That's, that's what I'm going for. Yeah. And, I mean, it's exercise, so you can even think of it that way. Like, even if you don't go buy anything or if you don't go to a specific destination, you're still getting exercise. And if you, oh, yeah, if that I helps you... I know it makes you... sense as, like, a thing that's purposeful on its own, but I feel strange if I'm not, like, getting something or going somewhere. Mm. Like, it loses the meditative quality and it just becomes an anxiety thing and I feel like I'm wasting my time. No, it's okay. Like, I don't oh, no, I know. That. <sighs> Sorry, I'm yawning all the time, and I'm not even that tired. Oh, well. I'm like chain yawning. It's the worst. Yeah, that's always uncomfortable. I get it sometimes when I'm like trying to record something and I have headphones on. You just get but tired? Just... No, like I just yawn. I can't stop yawning really good for me as someone who records a lot with headphones on <laughs> <laughs> but uh no um walking's good what else let's well, let's have a look at the charts all right what else do we have destiny you've put self-talk here yes how does self-talk help i with you? used to hate self-talk as like a therapy tactic because it feels really cheesy to talk to yourself 
and say actual positive things to yourself if you're used to the uh um what's the word i want just like uh the negative thinking that just comes automatically to someone like yeah. i do that so i have to actively kind of like when i'm having a bad day or even if i'm just kind of stressed out about something or if i can't focus i have to tell myself destiny you can do this you can focus and i i find myself doing that more and more lately oh i do that as well like if there's a big thing i need to do i like have to talk myself into it yeah or i'll be like you're gonna be okay you're gonna be okay like i had to do that today it's a weird mm-hmm. it's a weird uh thing that had to happen where I just kind of felt overwhelmed about my workload, and I was just like, it's going to be okay. One step at a time. It's just interesting that that... Because yeah. I just I used to hate that. I, I used to feel super weird about it, and now it's it's almost automatic. It, and it, it doesn't even... Sometimes it doesn't get me to the goal that I'm trying to get to, as far as, like, focusing or calming down. It just snaps me out of you know, uh, escalating the problem by getting worked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel with, like, self-talk, the thing that helps me is, like, I, like, talk through my... If I have a stressful situation, I will always talk through my plan out loud. I do that, too. Like, okay, I'm going to do this. Gonna, like, it makes it seem more achievable and more real. Yeah, I almost got to the point where I wanted to, like, tweet them out. Just like, this is what I'm going to do today. All right, here's what I'm going to do this evening. And, but, you know, not to anyone in particular. It's just something, like, it's out there, so it doesn't look like I'm talking to myself. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. who's interested in those tweets? No one. I get you. You just gotta, like, sometimes you just need to talk to yourself. It's like, you are a valuable enough audience for your own words is the thing I have to remember. That's that's a good way to put that. That's actually very nice. Like, I always worry about who's going to care or whatever, but if I care, that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. And I'm a person. Well, yeah, I've been reading this book. Uh, we kind of touched on it. Brene Brown's The Gifts of Imperfection. And it's all about, like, letting go of what people think in order to feel like more authentic and and that's how you cultivate authenticity you just don't care what people think and talking to myself actually helps a lot with that Mm -hmm. i agree like it it gives certain thoughts priority over others by making them the one you've you've said Mm -hmm. because if you don't have um like otherwise they're all just swimming around in your head but if you say one that that becomes the true one you know yeah no it's awful like that's the other thing affirmations do you ever do affirmations not really that's a new one and that that's the one i really hate i actually hated that more than the trying to stop myself out of things just saying like you're good enough you're good enough you're capable of wonderful things you're a good person mm-hmm. and like i decided to just make a habit of it just because that was always the advice given to me by therapists and even though i knew it wasn't something that would like magically make me believe the things i was saying 
eventually, the more I did it, the more it just felt like the right thing to do, and sometimes I can actually believe those words. Nice. So I highly recommend affirmations, even if you have to resort to quoting Stort Smalley and laughing at yourself. Because even if like you're doing it and it makes you laugh because it's cheesy, that's a good step forward, don't you think? Yep. Um, I, I, I'm, I would be in that, I couldn't, like, say a big positive thing about myself without at least either making it a joke or worse. Right, and I used to, uh, make my therapists kind of, not angry, but annoyed, because I'd be like, you're good enough, you're smart enough, and doggone it, people like you. And so, uh... They even uh, talked me into buying, like, one of my first therapists talked me into buying this little tiny book by Louise Hay, who's, like, this affirmations guru. Like, she makes tons of money uh, selling books of affirmations to people. She's going to need a lot of affirmations. You're going to say something mean about her name? No, I was going to say something mean about that as a way of living. Oh, I don't think that's necessarily, because it helps people. I guess. Well, I mean, if you, like, aren't doing them yourself, it's nice to have a book of them to flip through. Sure, but the part where you can just get... Like, there's a cynical part of me that sure would be nice to just get rich uh, lying to sad people that it's going to get better. Jeez, but... <laughs> man! This is, what, this is why you need to be positive affirmation guy. Because, <laughs> one, she's not lying. It's actually oh, true. Oh, no, it's, it's like... like I don't know, I'm going to edit this. <laughs> no, leave it in, because I think it's funny, but it's also like, dude. The, 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 the difficulty is more like any, the the intersection of just capitalism and an industry of self-help is where everything falls down to me. Okay. Like, I, I'm really into self-help. I try not to... I, I think it'll be really good, but the part where the person telling you the help is getting rich off telling you you can do it and you're... Well, I like, mean, just having to pay to be. She's told. not tricking anyone. They're buying the no, books of their own volition. I, I, no, I know. I, I don't really want to go down this sad road because I don't. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I get what you're it. saying. I, I I feel kind of weird about it too, but I just don't think I, I don't think she's lying to anyone. No, I, I don't, don't think, think she's, she's lying, a bad person. For... That's why I'm going to edit this because I don't want to like <laughs> it's come off as if I'm personally insulting her. I think yeah. I'm not. Well, she's not listening, so you can insult her all you want. <laughs> no, Louise, hey, I, I, more like. Louise, hey, get out of here with that. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, as ever, the bad guy is capitalism. Well, yeah, uh, but it, uh, aside from that, like, yeah, she makes this, you know, money, but she's using it to, you know, give, uh, she might be a total, like, snake oil salesman. I don't know, but I don't think there's anything horrible about teaching people to say nice things about themselves sure i just can't help but read it in a cynical manner because of the money behind it and the way that changes hands well here's a secret you can do this without buying anything what you can write your own affirmations yes you can find free podcasts of affirmations i'm pretty sure those exist i've never actually sought them out but i'm sure they exist mm -hmm. i bet there's a website of daily affirmations i'm gonna look i mean there almost certainly are multiple websites of daily daily affirmations but what about ones for like people that are into like jesusy ones and then there's like three because <laughs> that was my problem with the book that I got. It was really like uh, heavy on the um, religion. Um, if you image search positive affirmations, you get 
all sorts of interesting uh like graphic uh graphics of um affirmation. So I would recommend doing that. That's free. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like here's one of the sunflower, and it says, "Today is a perfect day for a perfect day." <laughs> Say that to yourself in the mirror every day. Uh, that, one day. I, I am self-reliant, creative, and persistent in whatever I do. You could say that about yourself. I guess. I mean, I'd just wake up and say, "It's gonna be okay." It's the, the, that's it's a good the, one. The, that's great. That's as far as as far as I can get, I that's, can just get like an exasperated. It's gonna be okay. That's basic, <laughs> and it's it's true, and it's um helpful. So mm-hmm. hey, oh, I am well groomed, healthy, and full of confidence. That's a weird one. I'm, 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 I'm none of those things. You look, you're, you're pretty well groomed. You got you got that good hair. Yeah, that's that come that doesn't come from well grooming. Healthy is subjective. I don't know how you feel today. Are you sniffly? Allergies are bad over here. Not, not allergy. I'm actually all right today. Yeah, there you go. And then full of confidence. If you don't feel full of confidence, you just have to. That's the part where it's an affirmation. Like you're just saying it so you can try and embody it. And if you don't, it's okay. You just said it. Doesn't have to be, you know, a thing. Yeah, you can do what you want. I am energetic and enthusiastic. That's true. There you go. I don't know. It's just it's a, a self talk thing, and I like I said, it's it's cheesy, but like, I uh, I I've been into them lately. That gives you a boost. A little bit, a little bit of a boost. A little bit of a boost. A little bit. Good of a old boost. boost. <laughs> <laughs> like a vitamin shot from your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Yeah, like a hot, greasy vitamin shot. <laughs> it's really gross. I'm sorry, everybody. You know what? Oh, here's a good one uh, from comedian Brody Stevens. You just go, positive energy. Like you're a Power Ranger? Yeah, you just say it. Positive energy. <laughs> you say it like him. Positive energy. Yes! Positive energy. That's, it's morphin time. Positive energy. That's that's the little Brody Stevens, uh, L.A. comedian. For um, everybody, that's 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 a great one. Actually, I challenge anyone listening to just do that every morning for a week. Look in the mirror, look in your eyes, and say, "Positive energy, yes." <laughs> and tell me you won't feel good for the rest of that morning. <laughs> I challenge you to get up every morning and do your own Power Rangers morph routine and not feel the best. Mm-hmm. Like strike a morph pose. I I think movement has a lot to do with, like, that sort of a thing. Like, doesn't that kind of ground you a little? People mock it as childish as a thing. And it is the most childish thing that I like specific reference. I was joking. But, like, the idea of having some kind of movement to get you into a headspace is actually a really smart thing. Oh, I do it before I perform. Maybe don't base it on Power Rangers. No, 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 no. I actually... (laughs) I do this thing where I... I stole this from Charlize Theron. They were interviewing her about that Snow White movie she did. And she was talking about how to get into the mindset of an evil queen. And she said, you just stand up straight and when you walk it and you think, murder. (laughs) (laughs) And I do that now before I do stand up. I just think murder. You just think murder? Just like, and murder doesn't mean I want to hurt anyone. Murder means I am... 
so intimidating right now. Everybody looking at me is afraid of me, and I am the That's most true. powerful person in the room. I am the I'm most intriguing person in the room. Murder. I'm very intimidated of you. You scare me often. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I just I want to be a powerful queen, but only in my mind. <laughs> a mind queen. <laughs> a mind queen, if you will. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> With mind subjects uh, in a mind castle. <laughs> I sit on my mind throne <laughs> as the mind queen of the land, declaring mind treaties, practicing mind craft. <laughs> mind crap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize to to everyone. I'm so sorry. I didn't. Whew. <laughs> Very. Hmm. Uh, I'd written uh, listening to podcasts and like playing games and stuff and watching films on my next one. I uh, always thought of those things as distractions, but my therapist was like, no, that's actually, uh, you know, being mindful of your mental state enough to do something that takes a lot of focus, like listening to a podcast or playing a game. What do you mean by you thought of them as distractions? I did. I thought of them as distractions because it's like something to do if you're in a bad mood. So you're, um, you know, it'll take you away from it. But really, you're just, you're still in the moment. I don't understand your logic. I just thought they were distractions. I just thought they, you, they were taking me away from stuff. You need a distraction. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, it doesn't, a distraction doesn't necessarily mean that, like, I'm detaching myself from anything. If anything, I'm getting more connected into the thing that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it just kind of flipped my way of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I um, like I sometimes struggle with this stuff because like, I'm good at turning the positive thing into a negative thing. Uh, but when it works, it usually pulls me out a little bit if I'm doing something I enjoy. Uh, but sometimes I get the thing where like. I'm doing. I'm like doing this positive thing to try to help myself help, but the fact that it's not like fixing all my problems makes me like hate the thing I'm doing, and that's not fun. Uh, Don't do that. You just have to uh, try your best to not think of them as something to fix the problem, and just something to kind of calm you down or keep you grounded, or you know, it's a part of taking care of yourself, not curing, just caring. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's my difficulty, because I get into the place where I'm like, uh, the bad things have happened, either the bad things have to not happen, or the world is ruined forever. These are the only two options in life. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas, like, there's so many, you know, so many things! No, I think you find there's two. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many things. And one involves time travel and rewriting of my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think time travel would make you capable of rewriting your brain? One involves undoing events that have occurred Mm. and going back to before them to making them not happen. And that is the only solution to my mental health. (laughs) See, I don't have that because there's no no time where I could go back and fix it. Because, like, it, it just... The only thing I would have, I would have to like go back in time. No, I would, I couldn't go back in time to fix it. If anything, I would go back in time and go to therapy sooner, <laughs> mm-hmm. or tell myself to go go on to meds sooner. 
Well, that's the thing is that there's no like in in my head like there's always this thing at least another thing. So I'm like, well, I guess we just need to start over completely. Just reboot my life. Mm. <laughs> Try take two of this thing. Just visualizing that. Would you consider that like a a way of uh like um I don't know how what what I'm trying to ask. Like, is it a thing to help you feel more in control of your situation to visualize that? No, no, no. I'm saying this is, like, the thing that I shouldn't do. Okay. Well, no, I wasn't judging it. I was just asking how it made you feel. Mm-hmm. No, I just get really, like, you know, uh, weird when things go wrong and fixate on those specific things. Mm. Uh, and that's what that is. Oh, fixating is a is. rough one. Yeah. That is it, Your good friend Jackson likes to fixate. Oh, it's hard not to sometimes, especially when, you know, the the big stuff comes up and, mm-hmm. you know, you have that spiral, getting out of a spiral or avoiding a spiral when you feel it coming. That's that's a real feat of strength, if anything. I'm really bad at avoiding a spiral. Me too. I can see them coming from a mile away. <laughs> and they always hit me. <laughs> I always, that's where I have to bring in, like, uh, to use how to uh what's that show how to become a millionaire what, what was that the game show <laughs> so you want t- to be a millionaire so you want to be a millionaire i have to bring i have to phone a friend no it's not so you want to be a millionaire what's that who's going to be yes a i have to use tactics from that like i have to phone a friend essentially cuz i can't you have to ask the audience go 50/50 yeah i have to go 50/50 and i have to say should i call a friend or should i write something you have down to call the friend and the friend goes i've got no fucking clue mate yeah. uh, <laughs> Uh, and Chris Tarrant sitting there like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, you're old, Chris Tarrant. <laughs> Was that your host oh. over there? Yeah, Chris Tarrant. The host we had Regis Philbin, and then when they started putting it That's on... That's not a real name. ...every day. Regis, Regis Philbin, he's like... He used to be a daytime talk show host with Kathy Lee Gifford, and then he retired, and now Kathy Lee hosts a show with Huda. Huda... I don't know her last name, but she's just this goofy lady and they're just goofy ladies together it's kind of great actually but anyway um yeah so Regis hosted that and then when they did like the daytime everyday version of the game show Meredith Vieira um who I think was a comedian or an actress she hosted it but anyway enough about that I I wanted to say (laughs) that yeah I have to I have to bring in somebody and vent to them or ask for help like that's that's something that's really hard to Getting rid of a, sp- or excuse me, trying to pull yourself out of a spiral is very hard to do alone. So I, I pretty much have to ask a, a friend to be very patient and talk to me. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I feel like whenever I do that, I like, uh, like talking about my stuff will often bring on the spiral. Uh, so venting is like the thing I do before everything gets worse. That's a strange thing. So I, I know that what I need to do is to do some of these like distracting things and hold on to myself and like go or go for a walk or watch something and distract myself and feel better. But I always push further into I need to I need to go deeper. So your thing as... is you just you, you can't uh vent. You have to just find a yeah, find something else to do. I can't let go of things. <laughs> uh is my deal. Well, you know, you have the rigidity of thinking that comes with 
Asperger's. Yep. That's a real thing. But... I can, like, feel that in my body sometimes. It's fun. <laughs> uh, but I do, I do like listening to podcasts and playing stuff and watching stuff as a way of holding on to myself. Um, watching films helps in, like, certain kinds of sadness. Playing games is super helpful, depending on the thing, because it's, like... Films engage usually mostly on this like super emotional level, whereas games I can like it'll just take I can find something really rote and just do it over and over. That's nice. Repetitive stuff is kind of soothing. Yeah, like I can just play some Burnout Paradise and I don't have to think about anything. I can just slide around and feel good, feel at ease. Mm-hmm. Uh, next thing on the list is writing feelings down or writing at all. Oh yeah, definitely. Like without journaling, I probably wouldn't be here. T- tell me the 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 good the, the the word. What's the 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 extol the virtues of journaling to me? Um. Well, well, my dear, you can. Yes. <laughs> the nice thing about journaling is one, it's just for you. Nobody else is gonna read it, so you can get as deep into your feelings and what you think uh, as deeply as you want you can be as brief or as detailed as you want Um, it's a great place to kind of put stuff down and then never have to think of it again you know you get out the bad feeling and then you go okay alright it's on the page now I can go do something else (laughs) Um, Mm. also just like processing things that happen to you like going, okay, yesterday was weird and I don't know why, so let's go through what yesterday was about and write it all out and figure, you know, some, just figure out some, you find some patterns. Like, one thing I don't like to do, but I do a lot, is rereading old entries. Like, I'll go back and see, what was I doing in um, 2002 around this time? And I'll read it and then it'll, like, either be really funny because I'll have some huge problem that now has nothing to do with my life like some weird drama f- with friends and it's like oh wow that thing that I was crying about that whole week uh, really was nothing drop in the bucket uh, but <laughs> other times I'll have uh, one of the most alarming things personally was I was complaining about a lot of the same things I complain about now I was yeah. in high school in 2002 I was a sophomore and I'm 29 now, so it's really upsetting to think that your teenage self and your almost, uh, I'm not going to say middle age because that's too surreal, your 30-year-old self are thinking, like, the same thing. That's You just you just have that hashtag teen cred. I guess. I don't know if it's cred or uh, just weirdness. I don't know. I'm trying would, not to put it down. Would you rather be a hashtag teen or would you rather be an adult with... Uh, like husband and a, like a loud child and <laughs> doing society right, I guess. No, I'm doing do society want... all sorts of wrong. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Because that seems like the saddest life. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think more like heteroformative. Nah, I've used that. Uh, or no, I've used gender performance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I just... That one's great, because the syllable where ball would go is not the syllable you replaced. I know, I know. That's why I love it. That's why I love it. 
Uh, oh, but yeah, no, it's not even necessarily that they're immature feelings. They're just like, oh, I don't think they're immature. It's just the general feeling of, I don't know what my life is. And I think that's a normal thing to feel for longer than a decade. <laughs> I do. Mm. I think most people feel that. Because life is, it's a process. Um, if It's a highway, if you will. <laughs> uh, is it? Is roller it coaster of love. Uh, would you say that the world is, is a, a vampire? vampire? Yes. Yeah, I would. <laughs> you would say that good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Ah, I think. No, like even if with my stuff or any of our stuff, we have these moments of like knowing like knowing the bad thing is going to happen knowing exactly how to stop it and not being able to the fact that we can tell how is like enough to give yourself credit for oh yeah i feel pretty good that i have um you know i've come this far and i can actually think this through because things were not always this easy. <laughs> I was not always this uh, good at uh, analyzing my problems and trying to find solutions for them. And I'm I'm not mm-hmm. perfect. Like, by no means. There are still lots of problems I would love to figure out. But this specific one, I'm really... I'm proud of myself. I'll say it. You're on it. You did it. Did it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very proud. I'm so proud. I'm so proud, you know. Are you proud of yourself? Yeah, somehow. Oh. <laughs> proud, proud of myself for being vaguely associated with Destiny. That's not what Someone. I meant. That's <laughs> <laughs> not what I meant at all. <laughs> Are you proud of yourself that you've come up with things to... Ways to deal, my friend. Oh, no. You're not proud of yourself for dealing. No, I'll have. I'll have to. I'll. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Why? Like, why like would you not getting be? to the point? Getting to the point where I get to be proud of myself. Like that. That takes even more work. But you. But you didn't do anything wrong. You're just. You know. You're. You're, you're coming up with coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Give yourself some credit. Okay. Oh, oh well. Oh. No, I know it consistently irritates you that I don't give myself any credit for anything. <laughs> say, say, say to me right now. No, 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 oh no. Say God. to yourself out loud <laughs> while I'm listening, because <laughs> that's not weird, uh, or no different, that you're proud of yourself. <laughs> Say, Jackson, I'm proud of you. Jackson. I can't do this. Don't let me please, get put on the spot like please, this. Please, for, for me and Jackson. <laughs> you're trying so hard to not say... Not for me. Not for me. That's bad. That's bad. Not for Why? me. Why? For me, though. It's, 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 I'm, I'm being manipulative and gross, but for the greater good. Shut <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. Um, uh, Jackson, I'm proud of myself. Yay. See, it didn't even Felt hurt. so weird. Felt weird. I feel weird. Well, I feel weird. Yeah, that's oh, why no. it's um a practice, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, what's what's on the list? What's next? My
Shall we move on to uh, some goalie goals? Yeah, what are the goals? The things that we like have as long-term things to keep us going through depressed times. Well, I already mentioned not wanting to judge myself on how productive I am or how well-paid I am because I realize that most people... Well, I mean, I've always known this, but just the more... Uh, I get older. <laughs> the more I get older, as I age, uh, into my late twenties, it's always hit me that people are not their jobs. Like that's a really narrow, capitalistic way of looking at everyone. It's weird that people ask each other, "How? Uh, what? What do you do?" Or, uh, "Where do you go to school?" Like that's usually the first question out of people's mouths when they meet you. Like uh, I went to my ten-year high school reunion, and it bothered me when people I hadn't seen since we were, like, obnoxious teens were like, oh, what do you do now? And trying to, like, not even compete paycheck stuff, because nobody was doing anything super glamorous, but nobody had any hobbies, and it worried me. Because I would... Yeah, well, you didn't talk about Well, I asked, because people would ask me what I did, and I said, well, it's boring, but, you know, I'm a title analyst. Uh, I like it, but... It's yeah. You say like I, this is what I do, but it's not yeah, exactly. So I say that. What do you do? Well, I podcast and I do stand up comedy and, um, and I'd say that to people and they'd get all big eyed like I'm magical and I'm like, no, no, these are just these are my you hobbies. Like, and I I'm not gonna like, I'm not trying to be smug about it, but I was really worried that people weren't didn't have hobbies because these were people that when we were younger, you know, they had all these like one of my acquaintances was uh old classmates she was she was a really great artist she could sketch anything and you know i asked her what does she do or not what is she, i never asked that i asked her what her hobbies were and she's just like she's smiling and nodding at me <laughs> and i'm like oh you don't draw anymore what are your hobbies what are your hobbies a couple <laughs> of people were uh some some people were up to stuff like one of the guys from our cl- graduating class that had a great singing voice like he had a band and i was pleased to hear that because 
he was still singing and obviously he like loved it. And I I know we don't all keep our childhood hobbies like uh one of my favorite things to do as a teenager was uh to take photos, but I don't actually feel like I have the aptitude, so I don't do that now and that's okay. Like I'm totally fine with not being a photographer. Uh I'm totally fine like one of the things I wanted to do my entire teenage life was play the bass. I'm totally okay with not being able to play the bass now. I don't have the time. I don't really have the discipline. Uh, but I want to learn languages. I want to travel. I want to, you know, always, I always start new podcasts, uh, podcasts, <laughs> podcastuses, um, ABP, always be podcasting. Um, I'm, I'm always looking for different things to do with my comedy. I've started to paint and do, uh, art journaling. So like, I always want to be the kind of person who's doing way more than stuff you get paid for. Because, like, that's not that important in the long run to me. Like, like, obviously, I need money to survive, so I'm, you know, working. But that's not me. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the same. I don't know. Like, I do so much stuff, but I have no idea what I'm going to do with my life. I mean, you're like, doing I, stuff I, with I, your I life with now. My life. I meant as a job to get money. I don't know how I'm, how I'm ever going to have any. Well, I mean, you're a writer, so you're probably going to write. I'm, I'd like to write for money uh, one day, get a job writing, but there's like six of those left in the well, world. Well, I mean, it doesn't uh, mean you can't do it. I think if you want to do it, mm-hmm. you should... Like, it doesn't have to be your main source of income. It could just be a side source of income. You could have a boring old day job, just like me, and write on the side for money. Yeah. That's great. Sometimes I feel like I feel that pressure of like making your job you. And I'm like, I want to do something... I, like, I don't want to just have a job eight hours of the day that I hate. Oh, well, my my problem was I always thought you had to do Can your I... dream job. Like yeah, if I you were to. if you weren't doing your dream job, you were doing it wrong. And it's like, well, that's not you don't have to do your dream job. You can do any job and then do you know, like do what you love to do when you're not working your day job. I just know that like if in the times I have spent working in shitty offices in my life or so far, like I just by the time I come home, I'm so tired and I'm angry. Oh, at the well, crap me too. But like, I have like... to. I still have to remember that, like, you know, it. it I have to cultivate the uh, gumption to do stuff. Like that's something I'm learning. Like finding the life work balance. Mm-hmm. Cause that's how I feel. Like I feel totally drained, and it's really, really hard yeah. to like. But you know what? I've realized that I think it was just the stuff I was trying to do, like pushing myself to write fiction, just for the sake of it, wasn't working. But now that I've like pulled up this art journaling habit, like that's the thing. I'm actually like, even when I'm tired, I'm like, oh, but I've got to. Like, it isn't even a thing that makes me feel drained. It makes me feel, like, super excited. And I'm just, like, ready. I'll stay up late if I have to. It doesn't bother me. 
That's so maybe cool. you just gotta find the thing that makes you want to just get up and do it. Oh, there's lots of stuff. It's, I don't know. Like, the thing and my dream job all came down to, like, I wanted to... That was one of those, you know, one of those nerdy kids was like, oh, I'm going to make movies one Oh, day. me too. And I know I'm not, I'm, no, I'm not going to be able to do that. And that's like, I can't, that's not a thing I can just do in my office. No. Well, I mean, you could, but it would take a lot of your resources. And I don't know if that's something, like, it, it, it is something, if you really, like, actually put your mind to it and got some people together and got a camera, you probably could. But it is a lot of sure. time. <laughs> It's a lot of time, it's a lot of work, and, like, getting anything legitimate done takes so much, uh, of, like, ex- like just energy spent in an awful industry and system to try to get, like, any funding for anything independent. Well, I mean, if you're trying to go that far, I just meant it's a hobby. Oh, like, sure. And also, Maybe. I don't, I don't know, like, I'm not, I guess my thing is, I don't really, it doesn't have to be legitimate, quote-unquote, it just... You know, it's something you want to do, and you did it. Like, it doesn't have to be something that goes somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's, uh... Yeah. But if you do I, want to pursue like that as, like, my... a career, yeah, you are going to have to deal with a lot of, like, really stressful stuff. But if I that's... F- I feel like so... Sorry? Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like so many of my dreams, and, like, here are things I'd love to do, are things that end up, like, trapping me and making me feel worse. With their impossibility. Mm. Oh yeah, there's definitely the ones that feel really impossible. Because like, I feel like one of my dreams is I really want to, you know, like get a bunch of degrees and be this amazing like (laughs) doctorate having person. And that's just, I'm never going to have the money for that. And I don't know if I'll ever find the time for that. So that's impossible. But I don't, like, it's okay. Because I have other stuff that I like doing, too. Sure, it just makes me, like, so desperately sad every day when I realize, like, the world is full of broken-hearted people like that. And I, I just... And then I think about the society that we have, and I'm like, oh, well, let's burn that well, down. Holy I shit. I mean, you know, like, it's it sucks, but you have to, you know, just find something else that gives you that like feeling of warm fuzzies mm-hmm. like yes like, your heart's broken but you can find that love again <laughs> I was gonna yeah. sing it and I was like no I did that too much on the last podcast so I'm not gonna do it You're not gonna not gonna not gonna yeah <laughs> Is that the end of that segment? Um, yeah. Also, I just, I wanted to say, like, two more goals really quick. I just got to find out exactly what I want, because I still don't know exactly what I want, which is why I've decided to just try as much as possible. And, um, you know, not everything will always be amazing, but I just, I, you know, I don't want to live with regrets. And, uh, oh, mm-hmm. the other thing is trying to accept myself, just no matter what happens. That's a good goal. I don't know if I'll achieve it, but 
<laughs> I don't think that's uh, like a, a goal. It's a process more like, than a. It's yeah, less of a process, process, more of a. Uh, or excuse me, excuse me. Let's reverse that. <laughs> it's less of a goal and more of a process. And to me, like that's the thing that's important because I think when I'm I actually learned this recently about myself. Actually, making goals traps me a lot, so I have to turn everything into a process because if it's a process, it's okay if you fail. Because goals, you beat yourself up if you, well me, I beat myself up if I don't achieve them. So if it's a process, it's like, well, this is just me learning how to do something. And when you learn, sometimes you make mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's a process. Everything is a process. I yeah. Know. I feel like uh, this... <laughs> we did the same inspirational coping mechanism thing, and I've like come to being bummed out about the world. Well, you I started thinking about like how hard it is to do stuff when, like, <laughs> You... Well, you're talking about being trapped by goals, and that's like what happens to me as I think, here are the things I'd love to do. I'm not going to be able to do any well, of them. Well, what can Fuck. you do? <laughs> you I can write. I do things I want. What's the point? Like, that's where your brain goes. You can goes. write. You're a writer. You write now. You can keep writing. Mm. You're not going to stop <laughs> writing. So Disney. So Why? Disney. Why do you want me to stop <laughs> telling you that you are able to do something that you literally do every day? I guess that's like true. you're so resistant to the idea that you actually do something. That's that's true. I feel like I don't. But you're well, like I like you're like... literally uncomfortable <laughs> at me calling you out for being <laughs> someone who has a talent and works on it. That's fair. It's fair enough. Don't hold on to the idea that like you don't deserve like acknowledgement for just doing something that you want to do like it's good it's good you're ambitious ambition is going to get you the things you want Mm -hmm. hopefully we shall see see. tune in next week when jackson's 50 years old and he's gonna tell us how it all went (laughs) well last week i got on our bus and it broke down (laughs) oh no (laughs) i come on when i'm 50 and it's like well you know i uh I have a lot of cats. Ah, <laughs> oh, I want to move out and get a bunch of cats. That actually That's my sounds goal. pretty great. I want to move out and get a bunch of cats. I want to get a bunch of cats. That's so cute. That's so cute. I want so many my cats. My partner is allergic to cats, so I'll probably get a beagle or something. But you know what? Beagles are pretty darn precious. Get a get a cat. Cats are better than dogs. This is the fact of life. <laughs> you get rid of dogs. You love cats, and there you have the facts of life. <laughs> you take the good, you take the bad, you take the dog, you take the cat, and then you have the facts of life. Okay, yeah, good. We workshopped that joke. We got it there. There you go. We did it. In the end, we did we it. We of the champions. <laughs> we have one question. Oh, week. let's answer it. Uh, here we go. Hey, Destiny. Hey, Jackson. Superstar DJ. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. We have a question. That's a song by the Chemical Brothers with the music video with the skeletons. Oh, so there's. I know that because I was fucking terrified of it as a Aww. kid. Why are those skeletons locked up in the toilet together, moving up against each other? <laughs> What horrible implication has this? Oh, your poor little mind was blown. <laughs> it was. 
so innocent back then, as I am innocent now. Sure. <laughs> um, look, <laughs> Stephen asked a question. Okay, let's hear it. And that question is... I often feel like the words that help me most are trite and uh, a trite nonsense that doesn't really help anybody else, so I sometimes forgo the opportunity to help people with the same problems as me. Have either of you had bad experiences with other mentally ill folks that you were trying to help but just made things worse? And also, do you have any thoughts about the potential dangers of that kind of thing? Not that solidarity is bad, but I have known people to inadvertently be pulling each other down together instead of trying to conquer problems through empathy. You read that really fast. I was did I should I <laughs> No, I'll 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 repeat it. Uh okay, so but like in brief, instead of making everybody reread it, everybody, us, uh yes. <laughs> I mean I can just edit out if you think I was too fast. Yeah, you yeah, I think you were it. too fast. I had a hard time understanding you. Oh, I'm sorry. Well it's okay, you just read it really Sh- fast. Should I go again or do you want to do the Um No, you you just read it again. I was okay. just going to like reiterate it, but if you'd rather read it again, that's fine too. No, I'd rather do it again. I often feel like the words that help me most are trite nonsense that doesn't help anybody else, so I sometimes forgo the opportunity to try and help anybody with the same problems as me. Have either of you had bad experiences with other mentally ill folks that you were trying to help but just made things worse? Or also, do you have any thoughts about the potential dangers of that kind of thing? Not that solidarity is bad, but I have known people to inadvertently be pulling each other down instead of trying to conquer problems through empathy. That's a good question. It is. Good I actually, uh, like, I think about this a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially because, like, all of my friends, most of my friends, are, you know, that they would consider themselves mentally ill and dealing with depression and anxiety. So we all kind of have similar stories of, like, therapists and meds and panic attacks like we all kind of share these things yeah so um yeah it comes up quite a bit and then yeah like i'll even with you jackson like i'll find myself going into like pep talk mode because something that helped me and then like i'll either have it blow up in my face because i'll make you feel worse (laughs) unintentionally or like or like you know I'll do the thing where I compare you to me and be like, well, maybe this will help. And that's just asking for, you know, bad stuff because you shouldn't mm-hmm. think of, you know, your friend's situations as similar as yours. So, yeah, I I try to help, but I try not to, um, like, you, you have to have healthy boundaries when you're helping. Yeah, I feel like we navigate this tension a lot. Yeah. Um, I actually pulled up, like, <laughs> an article about how to, uh, you know, keep healthy boundaries. Because I don't actually know how to, you know, uh, maintain appropriate boundaries, like, with certain people. And it's something that I have to work on quite a bit. And also, I just think it's important in any relationship, be it a friend, a love heir, a, um, just with anybody in your life, it's, it's good to maintain boundaries because if you don't, you could easily, one, like in the question, you can feed on each other's bad energy and bring each other down or, you know, me me trying to be someone's like armchair therapist as a friend that person may rely on me too much for that or 
I'll, you know, start thinking, oh, I can fix this person, and, and that's no way to live. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, boundaries. Uh, did I send that to you, Jackson? You did send that to me. Do you want to look that over, talk about it? Um, I don't. I read it a couple of days ago, so I don't remember much. I of put it a now. link to it. Oh, sorry. Hold on. I will scroll up and get it, and we can talk about boundaries and get deeper into this question. But what do you think? What's what's your answer to the question while I'm looking for this? Uh, I worry a lot that I am in the category of people that would just bring other people down. Like I worry a lot that the right answer is just to cut yourself off from me because I will poison everything. That's my big fear. So, uh... But you often, like... Like, I think about this Oh, a sorry. Lot. No, I'm just saying so I think about this a but lot. But you give good I'm advice. Like, As someone who's gotten advice from you. Apparently. Apparently I'm good at advice, but I can apply none of it. Uh... But... Um... There's that yawning. You were right. I know. Oh sleepy my god, I didn't get my sleep. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm a sleepy boy. Sorry to hear that. No, I know. Um, what was I saying? You were talking about. Yeah, I think I think about this a lot uh, because of how I am, and I worry about this, and I feel like uh, the way to. Like, I'm, I'm bad at um, enforcing boundaries. I don't, like, stand up for myself in any relationship ever. Like, I haven't learnt that as a skill. Like, growing growing up, I just learnt repeatedly that you don't... That it, people can treat me however they want, and I don't stand up for myself. So I'm terrible at enforcing boundaries, and I don't, like, say when I'm uncomfortable. So, like, when you find... When... Kind of going back to the question, when you're with other people that kind of have the same problems as you is it is it one of those things where you'd rather be the helper than the helpy generally i'm better in that role because in that role i can like attach and say good things and have good advice and everything but in the other role when i'm like being the helpy i feel like um like the the thing that I have isn't that I like get sucked into someone else's sadness. The thing that I have is that I get pushed away by the other person's desire to really help. Okay. Uh, that's what I get a lot. Is like, and you just get like they're telling you this and this, and you can help, and they're trying to help, and they're like trying so hard to help you, and the like little like the fact that it's not having an effect is pushes you away, and you feel like you're frustrating them, and the like friendship becomes tense with all this other stuff and you're not just there for each other as friends and it becomes weird like that's the way those kind of relationships go strange well that's why it's like really good to set up some kind of boundary because then it's like one it's not that person's job to pressure you to be helped by them uh let me word that in a way that isn't confusing like the idea that uh, someone thinks that they can just uh, give you advice and expect it to work. Most of the time when people are asking for advice, they've already made up their mind as to what they're going to do with the problem. They just want to hear other mm-hmm. perspectives to analyze the decision they've made. Yeah. So, like, it's on the advice giver to kind of accept that and not, like, if you have a healthy sense of boundaries, you're not going to be offended if the other person isn't 
you know, taking your advice. Yeah, because sometimes you can go to them without any advice with that, and their response will be, here's what you should do. If you don't do this, you're wrong. And you're like, well, hang on. <laughs> well, I mean, like, nobody's responsible for anybody's problems but their own. Like, you can't mm-hmm. take up somebody else's mantle. Yeah. Uh, which is a codependency thing. Like, we can give advice, we can criticize, we can uh, help through encouragement, uh, but if the person is constantly coming back at you with, um, I think maybe Stephen was implying that, like, the person that he's trying, or, like, the person that he's talking to, maybe not trying to help specifically, they aren't respond like he'll say oh i use for instance this is just a hypothetical i don't actually know the situation steven's talking about but like you know i use positive affirmations so you should try them and they just tell him that it's crap just right away it's like well the healthy boundary for that friend is to remember that like steven's not responsible for you he's just giving a giving some advice and steven you're not responsible for them either. All you can do is encourage. And exactly. no 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 uh apologizing, no being defensive. Sometimes like instead of offering advice, you can just listen. Mm-hmm. I find that listening really cuz like I know with you and I, like the main reason like we did talk to each other about a lot of our mental health stuff was because we needed to vent. Yeah, it it came out of this, oh god, I need someone who I can, like, it was, one, because of the Skype, so we didn't have to meet anywhere, Mm, and you just press a button and have someone to vent about your stuff, and that was, like, really helpful. Yeah, because it's like, if you don't have anybody to kind of sort through this stuff with you, it it gets really, you know, painful, for for us at least, so it's like, it's nice to have somebody to just listen, and not judge, Mm -hmm. and just, you know, sit and... And then when they're done listening, they just empathize and show compassion. Exactly. Like, that's probably more valuable than any advice you can give someone. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess, like, my advice in this situation is not the things that help you, like, they could help someone else. But coming at it from a perspective of, like what is the right words to say to help a person is not the right way to do there, it. Yeah, there are no magic like words and it. we can't control how other yeah. people react to things or their emotions. We can't <laughs> control each other's emotions. No, so you just want to listen and be calm and like you can't if you can't do anything about it, you can't do anything about it, but you can listen and that's more help than any solution you might have. Yeah. I think yeah. I think that's the best way to handle that. I hope we answered that question properly. I feel like I hope so too. If we had a good discussion, but I hope we also Yeah, like if we question. didn't answer the question, feel free to just ping us and go, What on earth, you guys? Mm-hmm. Stephen will. Stephen will say that to me regardless of anything else. You guys got too much in your own heads. I didn't get anything <laughs> out of that answer. It's been a really introspective podcast for some how, somehow reason more than the last two. Uh, I feel. Probably because you know we're getting closer to stuff that like we're actually working on, and not yeah. think we're not just venting about things that bother us or talking about pain mm-hmm. specifically. We're just like we're literally talking about like things we do to make things better, and that requires uh, it requires a lot of introspection, in my opinion. 
It definitely does. Yeah, I I just I, I try to help because it's just my nature. I'm looking at the question again. Uh, yeah. but I have to remember that like I'm no one's teacher, I'm no one's mother. I, I'm just me. So if the help doesn't actually help, I can't take that personally. Mhm. And like don't let helping define a relationship no you don't want that either i've gotten into that really badly with people that 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 relationships wrong uh with with exes you know yeah don't do that it's not good for you advice not for pro tip yes it's bad for both of you so cut it out whoever it is who's doing that in the world (laughs) 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 I guess we did a podcast. Oh, hey. Hey, look. Oh, applause for Winding all. down. What did we learn today, Casual Jackson? podcast. Today we learned that um, we should better record and schedule with Audacity. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's two in the morning and I'm going to go to sleep. That's a, it's a, good, it's a good thing to learn. Yeah, I learned it's two in the morning and I'm going to sleep. Oh, sleep is what a great thing one of the learn. most important things for your mental health. Like, for real, everybody. It's really? Do for it. real. Do it. Oh, it's so good. I recommend Get, sleep. like, seven hours if you can. Six hours if you can. Try not to go lower than that, because you really, 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 really need to sleep. I think I got about five last night. You gotta get more. <laughs> Yeah, it was a bad night last night. That's why I've been yawning sporadically. I've edited most of them out, but... <laughs> whew. Whew. I understand. Oh, there oh, it is. Here it comes. There oh, here comes. <laughs> I guess we should do the plugs and just get on out of here, because you've got to play her story, and I've got to sleep. Yep, I want to wanna get you to bed. Wait. I... <sighs> okay, so I can... That's like a pickup line from the 1600s. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't mean that anymore, but someone in Shakespeare said, I'm going to get you to bed. Oh. And I don't know. Yeah, go on. Sorry, I was oh, going to yeah. say something completely different. Right. Go. Oh, we we leaving this joke behind. Yeah, yeah I got distracted. I got professional for a second, and I wanted to rename uh, a book that I mentioned, and I also wanted to uh, say that I'm going to um, tweet out, well, we have a Goofs on Twitter account. We we do. I guess we have to set it up by the time this episode. Oh, goes I on. thought we had one. We have it. It's just an egg out. It's just oh, an egg. Well, right now. yeah. I'm gonna send you a link. There's a psycho. Excuse me. I read the word psychotherapy. Psychcentral.com has an article called "What Are Some Personal Boundaries? How Do I Get Some?" by Darlene Lancer, and I'm gonna put that up on the Twitter for people to read. And I'd also like to re-recommend the book. Uh, Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. And, um, okay, and then for, for real plugsies, I am at Fridge Buzz now on Twitter. And you can find me at BadlandGirls.com and TheFutureGoofZone.com and on AbnormalMapping.com. Jackson? And probably Goof.Zone if we can afford it one yes. day. But it is not this day. Well, probably by the time this is out, hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll maybe we'll yeah. pick that up. Maybe we'll pick mm-hmm. that up. But uh
I am at HeadfulsOff on Twitter. Go to HeadfulsOff.com to see all the things I do. Uh, you can subscribe to the combined podcast feed there. And soon you'll be able to subscribe to Just Goofzone feed. We're going to get that up this week as well. And that's... I'm on Abnormal Mapping too, and we do Trash Patch Ratio. Uh, Abnormal Mapping is a cool website about video games... If you don't like video games, go to the website because hopefully it'll make you interested in them in a way that isn't gross like most other games culture. Yay! Yeah, plug. We did it. We did the podcast. 